This show is brought to you in part by the University of Advancing Technology. UAT is a unique technology-infused private college that was founded by a geek for other geeks. Our mission is to educate students in the fields of advancing technology to become innovators of the future. UAT's campus culture is devoted to continually nurturing a thriving geek community where everyone's personal lives and professional aspirations revolve around technology. The beginning of the 21st century is an exciting time to be in the technology community. Current subjects of ongoing research and scholarship at UAT include robotics and embedded systems, artificial life programming, information and network security, game development, and other areas of advanced technology. Check them out on the web at www.uat.edu. Shoutcast streaming provided by Versus the World Productions, www.vtwproductions.com. Hi, folks. This is the Emperor. I'm here to remind you to listen to the Emperor's Court every Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern right here at vtwproductions.com. That's the Emperor's Court, your three-hour break from Internet porn. That, uh, please, no, please applaud for a long time. <laughs> Uh, that uh, Tony starred in. Uh, he played Neil, and he also uh, co-wrote the show with me. Um, and Alex and Jeff both made little appearances, uh, respectively, in the show. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, we're, we're all in the same improv troupe, and I thought it, originally it was just going to be Jeff and I, but then I was like, well, we have these other great creators of fun shows. Alex does uh, Dignation and um, the Totally Rad Show. He's a, uh, an online, online host, which are both pretty friggin' awesome shows. And now you're directing and stuff as well. And yeah. Yeah, so uh, thought we'd get sort of good viewpoints on, uh, on how to create a web series. Um, right? Right, Jeff? Yeah, and there's also, I'm going to show one of mine. I did this uh, season, Jeff Lewis, Five Minute Comedy Hour. Yeah. And I have one um, episode that, uh, I have an episode that Sandeep is not in. Yeah. <laughs> he, won't, um, he won't cast me in I like to tell you who's not in it. <laughs> um, no, Alex is in it, and Tara, who's in our improv troupe, is also in it, and several other people. Um, yeah, uh, so, what else can I, I'm just going to say words and continue to say words until I'm gonna stop words, you. words, I'm table, gonna stop you. table orange. So uh, why don't we show the episodes and then we'll, <laughs> then we'll take questions. Okay, sounds and like then a we'll good plan. We'll make up stuff like we know what we're talking about. Yes. Okay, uh, so yeah, show, um, show Jeff's first. Show mine and, first. Or whatever you have ready, whatever you want to do. It's weird that he picked mine first. There's something, he's, he's got a plan. <laughs> I guess we'll be surprised. I hope this is. <laughs> this could be terrible. This could be a disaster. Yeah. I'm not expecting. Oh, it's mine first. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, it's very. F there's a lot of foul potty humor, so just be prepared for that. <laughs> Good. The last thing that Neil remembered, he was drunk playing a game of Zelda when he whipped out his member and he masturbated to the fairy in the game because she was kinda hot. Then he expected himself with a Nintendo game controller and then somehow transported him into the game. Oh, last time on Neil, he woke up after flashbacking. Then he got chased by a moblin. The old man told him he needs a blue candle. You need to get the blue candle, jackass! Then he went into a store. Listen, Rico, I don't have your money. Who are you? I don't know you. What do you want? I'm here for the store. Ah, yeah, of course. It's a store. We sell things. Come along. Come. Let's see what we have in stock. You came to the right store. Shield. Bigger than yours. So you already need that. Candle. Already lit, so it's hot. Uh, arrow? One arrow, but magic. 
Every time you use it, it's about a rupee. So you just give me all the money now and then I'll deduct as you use it. I'll just monitor that through what I know. Ha <laughs> <laughs> That was a funny noise. It's uh, workers, store workers mostly in back. Right, okay. How much is the blue candle? Good choice, 900 rupees. Well, today, no, 600. It's a sale, small sale. So after the sale price, it's three. Three. 300 for the candle. Today only, 100 rupees. That's uh, still a little high. I'll do 60. I have uh, nine. Nine. Total? Nine total. What about at home? Could you go home, get more? It's kind of impossible. No, we can't do business. Why don't you come back when you have 60? I'm going to kill you. Oh, <laughs> What's going on back there? They, uh, all right. You're a cop, aren't you? No, 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 no. Doing your cop face. No, dude, chill out. So you just, you really just want money? Sorry. I need that shield and I need that candle. Well, maybe you'd like to play money-making game. Okay. It's right over here. It's, you can't tell by looking at it, but it's a door. Oh. After me? How you guys doing? Fun? Good. Oh, he's with me. Let us play money-making game. One hundred rupees. Thank you, guy. Here you go, stranger. Try again. 100 again! Oh. Wow, this game is so easy. Anyone can play it. Okay, I wanna play. Terrific. So let us play money-making game. Money-making game, creepy whispers. Oh, negative 40. Come on. Beginner's luck. It's not... That's not what that means. Would you like to try again? Balls! Ooh, negative 100. Wow. I don't have 140 rupees. Don't get discouraged. Just keep playing. Eventually, possibly, you'll get ahead. Oh, wow. Ooh, I didn't even know we had one that low. Negative 250. You are not good at money-making game. Well, I guess it's time to square up. I'll take that shield and sword. This is a scam, you son of a... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's not do anything crazy, all right? I'm good for the cash. That's great. You're awesome. You. Those are nice eyes. Thank you. They should be worth something. You know, you're right. Go ahead and cut the eyes out of his head for me. No, I don't need to really... Oh. <laughs> All right, everybody! Jig is up! Oh, shit, it's the 5 -0. Okay, there's no jig here. Uh, just a simple store. I'm a store owner. This is a store meeting. Can't dip shit. All right, we've been watching this operation for a while. What kind of store sells three random items? You think we're assholes? Yeah, dip shit. Who the hell are you? Neil. Link. I'm Link. The, the Link? How noble! Whilst questing to save the princess, you've lent some of your spare time to help us elf cops. Uh, yes, I was uh, undercover. Fine work, everyone involved. Move it, scumbag. Again, it's been a real honor, Link. Ditto. Hey, ooh, don't forget your shield. 
You're right, that is my shield. Yep, that's yours right there. Yeah. Oh, that's not... <laughs> I thought that only happens when you get an item for the first time. Yeah, weird, huh? <laughs> I know. Uh, so I'll just get my candle while oh, it's got to be your candle. You wouldn't be stealing it. Oh, there we go again. Funny coincidence. Hey, that, that's got to be your arrow, too. I'm just it is. assuming. Like, hey. You know what? Even as a cop, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of laws I got to uphold, but stealing is the worst, man. You're supposed to arrest them. I fucking shoot the guys, man. It's, I just, boom. Oh, On your knees, bitch. Good work, everyone. This is under control, obviously, so I'm just gonna go with everything I came with. Good, you're taking everything. Great, so you're just a dick then? See you later. I'll put you on like a payment plan. Shut up, slime ball. You can uh, pay me on Glom days? You got it, I'll mail you a check. What are, what's a check? I'm an honest, wonderful elf. That robot just barfed. <laughs> and mine has some dirty words, too. <laughs> just a warning you in advance. <gasps> yes. Can you believe it? Lewis. Never. What kind of dirty words? Uh, you'll see. Spoiler. Spoiler. While we're waiting. Where's Philip? Oh, you didn't hear. Oh, yeah, you left early yesterday. He got fired. Really? Yeah, he was pissed, ranting and raving. Wow. Hope he's gonna be all right. Bill, I need that Haversham report on my desk first thing tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Johnson? Uh, did you have a chance to review that raise we discussed? Yeah, Bill, sorry. No can do. Just not in the budget. Where's that intern? That's me. Get me an espresso and get rid of this bag of dog shit. You got it. What are you doing here? You motherfucker should have never fired me! Now you're all gonna die! You're gonna give up your life for us. You're amazing. 
I guess it was a dud. That doesn't matter. You didn't know it wasn't going to go off. Intern, get rid of this. You got it. You were willing to lay down your life for everyone here. Let me be the first to shake your hand. Here it comes. It was nothing. Nothing, he says. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh my God, I'm gonna tweet the shit out of this. I'm in awe, buddy. Come here. Uh oh. Oh. Right there. <laughs> so, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. How about that raise now? Oh, Bill, I thought we already discussed this. Oh, that was before I jumped on a grenade. Yeah, and I appreciate the grenade thing. I do. I took the time to shake your hand. Remember that? Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Bill, okay? <laughs> thank you. We're all alive, we're fine, but we've got a ship to sail. Let's make the most of it. But I fell on a grenade. I could have died. Remember that? When I came out and I, I jumped on it, I go, I got this is it. I have the desk coming. I'm in. Oh, fuck it. Shit, I'm going to die. I just figured. You just figured you'd waltz in here and sit on a grenade and then coast through the rest of the day. Is that it? Well, I... Hey, Bill, I need those Willoughby figures. No, no. King Bill can't be bothered to do anything else today. Yeah, what are you talking about? Remember that grenade thing? Was that today? Sarah. Yeah? You remember that thing with Bill and the grenade? Vaguely. I thought I dreamt that. <laughs> yeah, well, King Bill here still thinks he's basically our savior. No, I do. I just think I should get some credit for it. You know, every time I go to someone's house, the first thing I do is put those little rubber corners on the edge of the coffee tables. Does anyone ever thank me? No. In fact, sometimes they ask me to leave. That's pretty weird, Carl. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's not about me. It's about him. Hey, Bill, after we're done praising you, can we please feed and bathe you? <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a second. Tom, you were there. You're my best friend. What do you think? I don't even know you anymore. One second you're stepping on a firecracker. It was a grenade. And then the next moment you're like running for asshole of the year. It's just a bunch of flash paper. It was a grenade. I heard it was a rolled up sock. It was a grenade and I could have saved everyone's life. Bill, did you ever think that maybe some of us wanted to die? That maybe we have chronic depression and our life is a dead end? This was our one chance and you stole it from us. You completely fucked me. You left the room. You should have stayed in the room then. Well, even if I had, you were sitting on it. No one had a chance to die with you sitting on that fucking thing. Hey, look at me. It has saved everybody from a paper cut! Praise me! I just hope Bill can give us a healthy corn harvest this year. I hope he can cure my leprosy in my withered arm. Oh, hey, I have an idea. Let's all get on our knees and pray to Bill, the giver of life. Oh, Bill. Oh, 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 you all motherfuckers should never fire me! Now you're all gonna die! Oh, here comes the death! Oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, Mr. Johnson. Uh, yeah, oh. so th those were our shows, guys. Uh, what you just saw was the shows. <laughs> yeah. 
So, um, you know, we, we both, uh, or I don't know, all four of us create a lot for the web and sort of been uh, launching points, I think, for all of our careers. Um, and I guess we're here to talk about that. So if you guys have any questions, uh, do you line up in the yeah, mic? Yeah, if, if you guys want to, if you have questions, if you want to start lining up behind the microphone up here. Uh, not all at once, okay, guys? <laughs> Calm down. We can just talk, I mean. We can just, we can just yeah. Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, how, are, how are you able to make those on a small budget? Like, did, did you have a lot of a budget, or? Um, those are million-dollar budgets, yeah. Um, mine was two million. Oh, yeah, he's a big deal. Uh, we, I had, it was all, all our money. I know. I mean, we just uh, we had. Some, was it all your money? You put all it your was, money in it? <laughs> all, everything I have. Oh, eight dollars. Uh, no, is we was. I mean, uh, Sean Becker and I just kind of uh, had a lot of favors and free help and whatever. You know, just our own expenses. We didn't really. I mean, we really. That's how we made it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so the bu the budget of Legend of Neil was. Tony and I, when we first uh, came up with that concept, we shot it on our own for 600 bucks out of our own pocket, similar to what you guys are doing. And um, I made sandwiches. You did, yeah, <laughs> it's true. So I guess you put in an extra $10. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, and so then we, we made that and uh, put it online and uh, got half a million hits on YouTube uh, in less than a month. And then we took, a, took it around and pitched it. Um, to a lot of the people that I've been pitching, you know, previous television show ideas that they were all like, oh, we don't really know you that well, and, you know, we, uh, uh, we, we like your stuff, but send us something else. This time around, we came uh, with The Legend of Neil, which already had a fan base um, and already had people wanting more episodes. And then we walked out of, you know, the, I went to four meetings and walked out of all four of those with offers. Uh, because of, I mean, which I think was really a testament to the power of the internet and creating something, you know, now we have the capability with these, you know, digital cameras and, um, and to, to make stuff for very, very cheap, stuff that we're passionate about uh, and, and is now getting respect in Hollywood. So, um, uh, you know, that's, I think, what the model in general that you guys are kind of following, like, hey, let's just do this for not very much money. Let's just pull together favors from people that we've, uh, you know, scratched backs with before um, and, and, create something, put it out there, and gain an audience, and then go and try to sell it, um, is sort of the, the, new, the new model of how to do things. Um, and so the budget ended up being for The Legend of Neil in the, you know, it was, I can't give the exact number, but it was, um, you know, below uh, 20,000 an episode, pretty, pretty cheap by TV standards, you know. Those are usually like half a million per episode, so. Still gotta be smart with your money, but. Anyway, pretty girl, you say something now. <laughs> Oh. Um, I'm losing my voice, and I'm also short, so this is difficult. Um, what is your favorite part of the process when it comes to like any of the things that you've been involved with in the web? So it's like, is it the acting, the writing, the shooting? What is it that mm. like you would say is your favorite part? Tony's sandwiches. Tony's sandwiches are really good. Your mom's lasagna was very good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. My mom was. And Alex's uh, uncle's uh, pasta was. <laughs> I said well, like a lasagna, but yeah. It was, yeah, I, I, pasta was really good. Though. I should have said something totally different than something, lasagna, but I said pasta. Like Chinese noodles, maybe I don't know. Uh, oh, I blew I, it. I, personally, for uh, the stuff I've done with with Sandeep and for for Neil, I think a lot of it was the the writing because we were so much more ambitious when we wrote every season. Uh, by the time we got to shooting it, there's a lot of things we 
couldn't afford or do. Um, so the, I thought the, the writing was the most fun because it was off of that, you know, nostalgia from Zelda and uh, finding ways to incorporate that game into the storyline was, uh, I thought, a lot of fun. I love the acting. I mean, even though with the guild there's sometimes these huge monologues, it's still, it's still to me, is the least stressful and the most social. I mean, it gets lonely other doing other parts of it, but when you're with a group of people and it's, it's just trying to be funny in front of the camera, it's, uh, it's pretty fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say directing, just because that hasn't been said yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take directs. I'm sorry, man. I guess you can do craft eating. services. Craft services eating. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to me, directing, you no, know, it is truly the thing that I love the most. Um, acting is fun. I like, I like improvising with these uh, blokes, but uh, in general, I, when you're directing, I just think that you're so engaged in every part of the process. You know, there's, there's nothing that you're not responsible for on set and really it's your job to lead this team of however many people you have you know five ten you know and on Legend of Neil we had up sometimes 40 50 uh, person crew and uh, so you're just kind of constantly problem solving it's not just like hey you know let's figure out the let, let, let me talk to this actor and, and deal with their problem and uh, make sure that they're in a good place to, to act well um, yeah Tony has a lots of <laughs> douchey issues uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's a huge prima donna. Uh, no, that's not true at all. Uh, but you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with actors. You're dealing with uh, you know uh, the, the the lighting guys. You're dealing with every, you know every, you know when the fro the fog machine machine breaks, like you gotta. I mean, it's not necessarily up to you to fix it, but you're like, okay, crap. Let's how do we problem solve that? And you know, can we shoot this first? And uh, it's, it's you're just constantly figuring out ways to uh, to make it happen. And that's to me the most exciting thing. Yeah, to do. I would say too. One of the things that that. I find really fun, maybe not my favorite thing, but nobody's talked about, is I really love the sort of business side of it. I, I don't know why, but I really love walking into a room and trying to convince someone to give me money. <laughs> um, and I'm horrible at it. I fail most of the time. But it's like there's something about that, being able to like meet these executives who don't usually are, don't find themselves in this position of something that they don't really understand, they know is valuable, they want it, but they don't know how to do it. And so coming in as sort of like these punk kids, I mean, now none of us are kids anymore, but like when we started doing um, Dignation, which has been, we've been doing for six years, uh, you know, I was like early 20. I mean, it was like, I was just a punk kid. And uh, especially back then when nobody knew what was going on with the web. And, you know, we'd have, I was, I'm in LA and, you know, I'd have meetings at NBC Universal like five years ago. And I was like, hey, can I get validated? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You know, uh, and that stuff to me is always really fun because it, it also offers a, a unique sort of creative conundrum, if I can use alliteration poorly. Um, because a lot of times they'll go, well, this is the stuff that we want. Here's where we have all the money. Do you have anything like that? And the answer is usually, nah, not really, because you come up with, like, the one idea that you guys you love and you're high-fiving, and then you go into the room, and you're like, eh, this is great. And they're like, well, we were, like, something with Barbies, and, you're, and it's sort of this fun little puzzle of being like, how do I make something that's fun, that I could get behind, that I get excited about, that I can convince other people to enjoy, that's about something that I'm not really 100%, that's my thing. So we always have fun sort of like sitting around trying to figure out how I can take people's money and make fun stuff with it. Right. Yeah. And you, you only need one person to say yes, so you can get, oh, you, yeah. can, you know, <clears throat> just got to get used to rejection, that's all. Oh, yeah. Uh, go ahead, you with the, the glorious contacts. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, in the writing process, is it something that's kind of a broad idea that you narrow down, or do you have something in specific when you start? Hmm. Um, 
well, I, I guess it's different per project, really. Um, well, you know, f my, f my writing process is greatly influenced by improv um, in the sense that, you know, I do a lot of improv. That's kind of how I was, uh, that's how I got into the industry. That's how I got into acting was going to improv classes. Um, and so whenever I write, I sort of know that I'm going to, you know, if, especially if I'm writing something that I know that I have control over casting, um, I'm going to hire people that are great improvisers. So I sort of view the script as a blueprint. I mean, we always get what's on the script. It's always important to, you know, <laughs> make sure you're going to get something that in the, in, the, in the editing room you're going to be able to cut together and it's going to make sense. But at the same time, I know I got these guys that are just, uh, and, and gals and, you know, folks like Felicia Day and who are just such gifted improvisers that I know they're going to give me so much more than what I even wrote. Um, and so that's, so to me, it's, it's not the, you know, the, the letter of the word is law. It's really like, let's all, you know, let's follow this guideline and then let's all play together on set and see, and see what we come up with. I don't remember the question anymore. <laughs> that um, was the answer. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> that was the answer. Oh well, uh, the writing next question. Process. It was like what? Like it? Uh, did you start with an idea? Process? Did you start with an idea that's oh, solid? I was, or did okay, you okay. Like, now yeah. I know what I was. Yeah, I was, remember? Yes. Yeah. I keep. You know, I don't. I never sit down to write a sketch that I don't have. Like I'll have a post-it in my car, and I'll just with sketch, I'll just have an idea, and I'll write down a post-it, and then I kind of go back and do it. But I've never been able to sit down and write something from scratch. Hmm. Wait, post-it notes? I'll have post-it notes scripts are just next like to tiny post-it note books? Yes. Wow. I'm not text in my bed, like in my car. Memento. I daydream a lot. My mind wanders, which is good or bad, depending on if you're driving next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where like, I'll just suddenly, my, this film strip in my head will roll, and I'll, and I'll pull over, and I'll write it all down, and then that's when I sit down. But I've never sat down in a blank slate and said, OK, I need an idea. You let uh, ideas hit you. Yeah, I, I have notebooks full with it, and some are awful, or I wake up and in the middle of the night, and in the morning I'll say, guy eats a table whole. Like, it's, not, it's not funny. I'll skip Sounds that Sounds hilarious. One, yeah. It, maybe I should have written it. Maybe you'll cast me in it. Damn it. And it also uh, depends on what the project is, because we, we've done a couple branded shows, so we had some rules we yeah. had to follow going into it. It had to be, you know, we did a show called Sweet Seven, and it had to stay in a hotel room, and the bed had to play a key part, because the... Uh, people that paid for it were the Better Sleep Council. Go figure. Um, so we, from the, so there we already had sort of some some guidelines to follow. Um, but with other ones, like with Neil, he came up with the idea of this asshole being in the game, and then from there you're able to kind of just go with it. You know. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, there was another branded web series that we did that was uh, for Trident, and they were like, make make a show about gum. And, huh? Yeah, you were. And yeah, Alex was in that. Yeah. So and then we ended up uh, road trip making these two guys go on a road trip to get Felicia Day to be in their script. Like, that's what it was all about. And, they, and all they had was their uh, wit and guile and a uh, year's supply of trying to... Each, and each episode we, <laughs> in each episode, we had to find a way for gum to <laughs> right. uh, be used in to some way. To save them. It's like, a comedy. It's yeah. a they, end, they end up getting at one point they get like <laughs> it's a spy thriller. Yeah, they, they get like abducted by vampires and they have to mold gum into uh, into steaks and kill the vampire. It's the craziest <laughs> shit. Yeah. you can probably watch it on, online. You might be able to watch it online. Yeah, it's pretty good, but it's also like so product like Trident in every like every other sentence. Um, it was damn good gum though. Funny. Actually, the Trident layers gum. I'm not just saying that because they're still paying me. You sir. Yeah, Trident is watching. So first of all, I want to say thank you to all you guys. Very entertaining. So thank you for the hours of entertainment. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you for watching it. Yeah, thank you. It's all for you.
the, the, the question I have is, with, with the internet, it's great how all these independent artists can create and get it to the masses. You see musicians doing it, you've seen uh, comics, and now we're, we're seeing with, with the video as well. One of the complaints I've heard some of those people mention is that they feel like they get pulled in many directions at once, like they're having to be a jack of all trades. Like someone can draw really well, but they don't feel like they can manage their finances, and yet because they're working for themselves, they're having to do all that. So I'm just kind of curious, do you guys ever just wake up in the morning and say, I just wish I could just act, if I could just go in and be an actor, I didn't have to do all these other things? Or do you enjoy being the jack of all trades? That's a great question. And I think it, it I mean, man, it totally varies for me. Like there are days that I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> like, uh, uh, what do I do today now? Oh gosh, I have to write the end of this sketch and then you know edit this and, uh, you know, and then also learn my lines for the guild. And yeah, it ends up being, it ends up, it does end up kind of pulling your brain in 50 different directions. Um, but f what's nice for, f what I try to do is go real project-based. You know, I'm like, okay, well, this is my next project, and then I'm going to focus, you know, 100% on that project and get that to completion before I jump onto the next thing. Um, unfortunately, with web, it's, you don't make a ton of money, so you do have to find ways to juggle. At the end of last year, when we were making that Sweet 7 thing, I was doing... I was doing a sweet seven, I was doing that sweet seven thing, finishing up Legend of Neil, uh, which was the most ambitious season we'd ever shot. It was our final season, and doing um, a Chevy commercial, uh, directing a Chevy commercial, which was cool. But it was also like I was working literally twenty hours a day, and I was uh, just absolutely exhausted. And then three months, like I had, I had this whole like postpartum depression when Neil was over for three months where I just like lay in waste um, from that from that like horrific month of October also because Tony was getting married and my brother was getting married it was just like, insane uh, that's my life guys you can read about it on my blog uh, <laughs> but yeah no that's uh, um, it's it's yeah I don't know what to say it's tough there is a jack-of-all-trades aspect to it that kind of uh, can be hellish but also awesome yeah I, I like it all I have friends that are just actors and I don't know what they do all day yeah, <laughs> um, because it is. It can be just a matter of sitting and waiting for the phone. I mean, uh, it's uh, so so good to just do something during the day and keep busy creatively. I, I think everybody should. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I just get totally. I it it it's so funny how everything kind of goes in waves. Um, you know, a lot of times I like the certain things. Like I'll when I do like guest spots on your guys' show, it's nice to just sort of show up and there's no responsibility. Right. Barely know your lines because, I mean, what are they going to yell not at you? you. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like I get a sandwich and then they're going to be like, "Oh, the line <laughs> is delicious, yep. Tony sandwich." Yeah, the delicious Tony sandwich. So there is sort of like this like nice like relaxed walk on set. Everybody's crazy and you're just kind of like sitting there having a coffee. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, careers go. It, it's so because it's such a project base and because you really need to kind of keep stringing together. Because one of the things that's interesting about the internet is. If, if all of the shows that you do stop, a whole bunch of people are making shows that fill that gap and you, nobody knows who you are anymore and you're, it's harder to get gigs and you know what I mean? Like, so you, you gotta kinda keep feeding the beast and, but it does go in these ways you're where- You're the beast. I think the beast is a metaphor for hunger. No, I don't, oh, okay. it's horrible. Because it was actually kind of apropos. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. But no, so you get to this thing where like you got projects and they kind of come to ends, and then all of a sudden you literally don't have anything to do for four days in a row, and you it, it like gets when, yeah. really infuriating because you're just like, and then you get down, you drink a lot. Uh, I, I literally this is what happened. 
It's on my blog. <laughs> and, and Sandeep's because we drink together a lot. <laughs> right. But uh, no, you get to that thing where you're like, get depressed because you don't have something going on. And it's because you, you're burning at such a high level just because you're constantly doing things because nobody else is there to do those things for you. Um, you get used to that kind of heightened stress. Right. And then when you're just sort of chillaxing, playing a video game, it's like, I got to do something. So Jack Daniels has been good. <laughs> Be an alcoholic. That's the lesson. <laughs> you, sir. Just um, four days a month. So if you can't tell, I'm kind of a big Zelda fan. Um, and That's I was me. wondering why it was that you chose to use, like, original music for, like, the, the item get instead of, like, the traditional da-da-da-da for Oh, Legend nice. Very perceptive. Is it, ju- is it just legal reasons or what? Yeah, you know... Um, uh, <laughs> Probably a big reason. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty big reason. I mean, we music and sound effects actually are uh, they're a little bit more hawkish about um, letting you use music and sound effects in general. Then, so we were already parodying the game, and so we're already walking a fine line. I just made the choice that, like, you know, I also don't want to I don't want to just take their music. I, you know, it's one thing to sort of like pull from the game and pull these ideas and kind of make it your own, but it's another thing to like literally just take someone's music and try to <laughs> and, and use that. So, I, you know, it, we made a choice to, yeah, to just do it all, original score and you know, even create sound effects that were original sounding just so we didn't run into that legal side of things, kind of one more shield for us. But it was also an incredibly uh, fun and uh, a huge learning process for me. I mean, it's the first time I really ever did anything with such an extensive original score. We really we scored every second of that show, um, and we worked with some great, great composers, uh, some up-and-comers, Elon uh, Arbiter and uh, Robert Harrington, and uh, they're just like, I, I, I mean, wh- when people make music, it's, it's like magic to me. So, you know, when people are scoring your, your baby, your, your show, um, it's like, yeah, it's like, even better magic. It's like magic specifically for you. And uh, it was uh, an awesome process. Yeah. And Elon, the one who did uh, season two and season three, uh, was a huge fan of Zelda in general. Mm-hmm. Um, his nickname in high school was Zelda. Um, <laughs> and uh, a, a fan of the show before he, you know, I, I forget how he, he got involved in it, but, um, you know, he, you know, was so passionate about being able to be in the show that he created this really great original music that is very close to, it's close to it, but it's got its own original thing. It's like, you know, Vanilla Ice did with, you know, that uh, Queen song, <laughs> Baby. It's very, it's like that kind of difference, you know. One note? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a little bit more than that, but yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, and actually, we, in our show, we parody lots of other shows within Zelda. We parodied The Office. We parodied uh, the movie Glory. Cheers. So, like, we, you know, uh, Rocky. And, like, he ended up making all these themes uh, that were sort of the Zelda-fied, Neil-ified versions of the Rocky theme. Um, and, they were, and that was just so cool to, to do stuff like that. I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I kill live chickens, yeah. I had two chickens and you killed them. Yeah, yeah. I killed Jeff's live chickens. For his writing process. <laughs> yes, strange. We had, we had chicken that night, so it was good. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious chicken. Um, fuck. Coffee, I just, coffee and uh, self-loathing and, procrast- <laughs> and procrastinating. <laughs> and then I feel like I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, you know, for me, like a- for me, actually, the big thing is... Um, <coughs> I. And I'm, I've heard this from a lot of different writers, so it's definitely not unique to me. Um, but I'll go on to like Groove Shark or some like streaming, like a Pandora type thing. But Groove Shark, you can actually be specific. I want to listen to this thing. And like if I'm writing 
something that's sort of like a sci-fi thrillery kind of thing, I'll listen to like the Inception yeah. soundtrack oh, totally. really loud. Um, because that's one, it's just epic. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe there's another, there's a foghorn in all of my action sequences. Uh, but, uh, everything's on a tugboat. Yeah, yeah, everything's on a tugboat, I don't know why. But great action sequences. But, uh, and you know, like, so for me, that music really helps spur on that. Um, and it's also really hard for me to write in my house because of the siren song of the Xbox. So, um, <laughs> It is, so it's like, it's one of those things you just sort of get out, put on some headphones, listen to some loud, intense music if you're writing thriller stuff, and then, I don't know, what the hell, I, I don't, yeah, I, I guess I don't really write comedy as much as I, I should. You know, I watch a lot of, um, but a lot of writers do that, but that helps yeah. me. I, I watch a lot of, uh, dr like, dramas, so like, for instance, right now I'm writing something for Comedy Central, I, I can't really talk about it, but there's a sort of a, mm -hmm. I just did talk about it, guys. <laughs> Um, dot on your forehead. But, but anyway, like, you know, it's not, uh, I don't, yeah, I shouldn't say the idea, but uh, I watched a lot of West Wing uh, to sort of inspire myself because there's sort of comedic elements that I wanted to pull. Like, it's, it's sort of a po political comedy. So I watched a lot of West Wing, which is not really a comedy, and just took notes the whole time. And it really started just fueling, like, I was really stumped on this concept. And then I watched the first three seasons of West Wing over again and took just like pages of notes and just and, and really, so it's really just watching other sort of source material, even if it's not comedic, especially if it's not comedic, and then coming up with sort of like, oh, what if, you know, we did that kind of same theme, but in a comedic way, and I, and I ended up uh, pulling a lot of ideas out of that kind of process. Yeah. We've got time for just a couple more questions. Hmm. Four? Do we have time for four? Fast ones? Yes. Fast we'll make the, we'll make okay, the we'll answers make fast. fast. Here we go. Um, obviously, you guys have a sort of following to help get the word out about your stuff, but for, um, you know, newer shows that don't necessarily have the name attached, would you have any advice for sort of marketing and getting the word out about a new web show? Hmm. Got to be a short answer. Yeah. Um, there's actually a lot of good web, there's a lot of good um, contests that have been popping up um, about web series, uh, and that's definitely a good way. I mean, it's a little bit like if you're a script writer, there's a lot of like script contests you can put your, your screenplays into. So that's starting to be really good um, stuff, as well as, you know, there's so many people, especially if, you're, if your show is about a very specific topic, like most of the web series um, that I've seen, they're sort of like about a very specific genre that's exciting to those people who made it. Uh, there are tons of communities out there yeah. on the web that are specifically about that. Like if for whatever reason you're making a wood carving comedy scripted web series, go to all the wood carving boards and post there and say, look, we, we love wood carving, you love wood carving, we made this, yeah. what do you think? Check it out, blah, blah, blah. And it sort of, you can do that with anything. I mean, there's like tons of like, if you make a horror thing, there's so many horror boards out there, you know, and go to the conventions and, and hand out flyers. I mean, like whatever you can do, it's sort of old school. And if you're lucky, there's a little bit of that sort of internet fire that just sort of sparks and it goes and then you don't have to do it. But it's really rare that that happens. A lot of times it's just hard work, Twitter. You got to you know. keep pushing it. I mean, you even talked to Felicia about how she pushed the guild and how we pushed Legend of Neil. Yeah, we just went to, yeah, we went to Kotaku and, and just totally spammed the shit out of those guys. So we went to every blog that had anything to do with Zelda and, you know, I, I, just, I just spammed them until they, and a lot of them were like, hey, this is actually pretty good content. You sort of, you hit them up enough at, you know, tips at joystick.com, you know, and, and, and eventually, the, you know, one of those suckers will watch it and they're like, hey, and if your stuff is good, you know, they, they, they'll, they'll, 
put it on their website. They need, they need content too. So it's just about just continuing to push. The job is not done when you're finished editing. Like get online and push, push, push as much as possible. Um, especially spam uh, Jeff's uh, Facebook page. Yep. What? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Kind of on the, on the same line and, and back to that Trident concept. Um, I'm wondering how, I know that some people are kind of against the concept of like selling out and doing sponsored types of things, but how much do you think it's realistic for, for people to have to do or look for sponsored, um, look for sponsorships and things like that in order to get their name and their, pro their other projects yeah, out so, in the world? Yeah, so, right, so the, yeah, the question is about branded entertainment. I mean, I think... Uh, if you're if you're a total noob, if this is you know if you're really just trying to get your name name out there and, and do, I guess noob is yeah, a, like, like a mean thing what? to say. I don't, I don't mean noob, but I mean if you, I mean, you know, if you're if a total noob or whatever, <laughs> then I mean I guess you could. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not noobs. So. Uh, no, but I, I, w I would not rely on trying to get brand sponsoring. I mean, do what you're specifically passionate. Make a show about what you love, uh, and and that passion will 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 seep through and and find your find the, the other folks that love it. Too, and get them to watch it. I, you just can't worry about the money when you first start out. You yeah. just can't. And but, the the branded shows we did were all because of the legend of Neil and, and the other stuff we had we already had, created. Already yeah, created on our own. So yeah, we we didn't. Yeah, and, and tried it wasn't really knocking on our door either because um, it wasn't. It was also low budget. It was, it was also pretty low budget, but yeah, but it was also, you know, we got to pay our rent, man, yeah. at some point. And uh, Trident gum is delicious. You sir, <laughs> it really is good. With all your rising success, do you guys plan on ever making a full motion picture? Uh, yeah, actually, Tony and I are writing one together now. Uh, uh, the movies were always my dream. That's, what, that's why I came out here, so I'm definitely planning on making movies. I would love that, yeah. I'm going to start in porn. Uh, <laughs> it's good, it's good to just because it's fun. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think the goal for most of us, if not all of us, were always, was always, I mean, this, I always looked at the internet as a place that would have me um, when I started this. I mean, like, you know, I was hosting a television show called The Screensavers on Tech TV and uh, got fired, <laughs> which was awesome. It was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, but uh, <coughs> wanted to do television stuff. I mean, moved to L.A. to do TV stuff and film stuff and, and things like that. And it's just, that is brutal. That is just a brutal thing to get into, and you got to have good high spirits and thick skin and all that stuff. Um, and then this internet stuff started happening, and we were able to, you know, find a find an audience. And without somebody saying you're good enough or you're not good enough, which is what happens in Hollywood. Um, and so it was sort of it's always been something to do while trying to just create. And now it's even weirder because there's this total merge of the two things you get you know it's doing a movie would be fun but it it would be it's going to be about the same as you know shooting a thing for legend of neil you know what i mean like yeah i mean maybe bigger cameras yeah. but other than that it's like that's what we're doing and and it's fun you know and and uh you know it's all just about trying to be able to make a living doing creative fun things and entertaining people and you know I think we've all been fortunate to be able to, to do that for the last couple of years so yeah. you just got to have that do-it-yourself mentality and not wait for anybody to tell you oh, uh, yeah. that it's okay to do it and I'm going to take that same same mentality into the features that I that I will produce you sir um, for every legend of Neil or guild or totally rad show dignation there's 500 videos of someone lip syncing like Rebecca Black or something. What do you, <laughs> what do you guys think it takes to be that, for a web series to be like that diamond in a sea of crap, so to speak? 
Um, I think well, it has to be should... original. What's that? I mean, it's got to be original. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who may take something and uh, it's got to be something that's very you're specific. About to, you're to about your to knock our show. What happened? <laughs> I feel like it. You know, go ahead. I thought you were about to. No, no, no. Let's, let's, get, let's get this out. What's the problem? <laughs> you know, I've never really liked you. That's the problem. Well, and this is the time you. I, this I is... choose to bring it up. Okay. I guess it's out. Uh, I, New I York Times. To, to, to stand away from something like that, I would say don't lip sync to that song and make a video of it, for starters. Um, but, I mean, obviously make sure you've got good lighting, you've got good sound, and if it's going to be on the web... You know, unlike a movie, you've got 10 or 15 minutes. But if it's on the web, make sure it's clear. You've got 20 in seconds. 20 to 30 seconds what this yeah. is about. And make sure that um, whatever it is you're making, you guys put everything you have into it and you believe in it. And, and, and make sure you have good sound, which I can't say enough. Yeah, you know, a lot of pilots I do see web stuff, the first five minutes is just you're assaulted. And I feel like, uh, you know, you need to take a second and be very clear because it's a concept that you want people to get right away so that they want to, you want them to come back. I've seen stuff where the first five minutes, I have no idea who these people are. It's happening too fast. I don't know what kind of characters they are or even where they are. <laughs> and it's just, it can be confusing, and that makes me shut off. Yeah, yeah so uh, I think, what did we learn today? We learned be an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, What's it right? Be super clear. That kill Sandy kill does chickens. not like me. I don't like Jeff. We're in a fight right now. Uh, yeah, that will continue throughout the weekend. Let's end this fight, and that way we can say we got into a fight and made up in the panel at the same time. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Now we're starting a new fight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, thanks, everybody. Right? We're good? Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you so much. These guys will be back in this room on oh. Sunday to talk about the Guild, and, and you can check these guys' Hammer Improv tonight and tomorrow. Yes, yes. please yes. come to our in Hammer Improv show. We're, is, it, is it in this room? The Guild is in this room. It's in this room. room. Oh, 10 o'clock. At 10 uh, o'clock tonight, shows. 10 o'clock tomorrow, yep. we're all doing improv. It's going to be a fun... You can buy tickets and registration. And also, we're going to be signing from... At four after this. Yeah, we're also gonna, yeah, we're gonna be signing. Uh, you, so we're, we're we're in that Will Wheaton Leonard Nimoy area, and you can buy tickets from us there. Um, it's and, called the Leonard Nimoy <laughs> Wheaton section. It's actually been named it. Ask they, they Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, <laughs> about our hammer yeah. tickets. <laughs> Leonard Everybody Nimoy. go to Leonard Nimoy and ask him if he can if you can buy hammer tickets. And if he says he doesn't know what you're talking about, it's a lie. Leonard absolutely knows. He has all the sell tickets. tickets. He has all the tickets. <laughs> There's no one else that's selling them but Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> it's so weird. It's very strange this is how we had to do it. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. It's bullshit. Yeah. Leonard Nimoy absolutely knows to sell <laughs> tickets to, to that damn show. Um, we told him that seven or eight times. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, please come and please visit us. We'd love to see you. Yeah, thanks yes. a lot, guys, for coming out. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. I am Gnomewise. I am Gunora. I am Iolite. I am Dexa. I am Grail. And I am versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. I am versus you. And I'm versus you. Casually Hardcore. Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. GMT. Only on VTWProductions.com. <laughs>